This is Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine, the most listened to podcast for parents by parents. Hello, everyone. Um, welcome to Back Talk. And this is Janice Celeste. We have our show today. And just I want to introduce to you today uh, Cecily Lopez, who is a supermodel and a mom on our show. And I want you guys to all just like, to give her a big welcome. Share this out to everyone on Facebook. Let me bring her in so you, we can talk to her as well. And hold on one minute. Here you go. Hey, Cecily. How are you? So glad to have you on Back Talk today, the show for um, for parents. Can you just tell everybody, you know, a little bit about yourself, and we'll go on from there. Um, yeah, I'm Cecily. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you did such a great job. I am also your daughter, so yes. Cool. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's weird. I'm a mom of two. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I used to model a uh, bit of a hiatus as I raised my kids. So that's about it. I don't know. That sounds good. <laughs> yes, people. This is my daughter. She's supermodel. She's walked with Victoria's Secret. She's been on the cover of Vogue. She's been in almost every magazine I can possibly think of. She's walked for every runway just about in the world. Um, she's done so much in fashion. I'm really proud of her. And, and indeed, it makes me a successful Black parent. So I'm talking from experience here, people. But um, not only does she have beautiful, two beautiful children, um, you could let us talk, tell us a little bit about them, but they are also my grandchildren. I'm very proud of them. Cecily, tell us about the babies. Well, I have two kids. I have a little girl. Her name is Mackenzie. She is two years old and completely awesome, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I just had a little boy since Hudson, and he is going to be three months old in a couple of days. Great, great. Now, you became a new mom in 2017, I think, if I got right. I got through my yes. math. But what <laughs> is the greatest change for you now that you are a mom? Uh, probably no sleep. <laughs> and um, besides that, but no, greatest is just, I don't know, just always feeling complete you know I have my my unit my family and they're amazing you know my daughter she's she's talking a mile a minute now so that's really rewarding to know you know what she's feeling when she's mad or she's sad or when she's just affectionate out of the blue it's really it's really sweet and then lets me know that I'm kind of doing a good job because she's not gonna be a serial killer because she has feelings <laughs> She's very emotional. She's very emotional. Mm -hmm. What about the little one? Tell us more about him. You have a boy and a Hudson. girl. Young Hudson. Um, well, yeah, he's three months. It's not much to say. He's He was a bit colicky. I think we are getting over that. So now it's lots of baby smiles. So now that the reward is starting to happen where, you know, before he was just crying all the time, not sleeping. Just You feel just so bad because you can see that he's in pain and there's nothing that I can do besides give them, you know, gripe water or, you know, massage his little tummy or do the little foot exercises. But now he's kind of getting over it. So now the fun's starting to begin. We'll be smiling and laughing and we can actually interact and bond. And he oh, eats a lot. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Uh, 
That, yeah, he's getting to be a little chunky, you guys. We don't have a picture of them or anything to put up, but they, he is so chunky and cute. Oh my God, both yeah, of them are juicy. adorable. Absolutely. So that's, let me ask you. So, I mean, being a new mom is, is always, there's surprises. There's always something you didn't know, you know, and it comes up. What is the one thing you wish people would have told you about having children that your mom didn't tell you? <laughs> Um, well, see, the thing is, like, with Mackenzie, it was all pretty smooth sailing up even up until today. Like, I can count on my hand how many times we've had any sort of hiccup. You know, she's always been super healthy, and huge personality. Just she latched on great. She took a bottle great. She took solid foods great and no issue. But now with Hudson, I've never had to or I, I had to deal with the whole colic thing which I had no experience with. And to my knowledge, you didn't really have that, right, with any of us. Yeah. So, you know, it was foreign land and trying to figure out how to maneuver through it and not get frustrated or, you know, sad or, you know, becoming so overwhelmed was was new for me because I'd like to think I have control over a lot in my household, you know, with my kids. And, you know, he kind of threw me through a loop with that. So, you know, that was something that I wasn't prepared for. And you didn't prepare me at all for that. Well, I'm <laughs> sorry. Up, you, know. you don't know. You know, you don't know what you're going to get, you know, but uh, every child is different. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my background's in early childhood education, parent education. So you never know. And every child has to be treated uniquely. So all three of you were very, very unique. And but none of you ever had the colicky issue. So that would totally have been new to me as well. And it's sad to see when they're in such pain from gas and you can't help them too much besides give them, like you said, the right border. No one wants to see their child in pain or their grandchild in it for that matter. So yeah, every child is unique and you're seeing that now with your two as well. So it's, it's just, you know, I just want to say it's really nice to be able to talk with you here on, you know, formally, like we talk all the time, every day we see each other. So um, this is, um, hopefully informative to new moms that are out there as well as people who have been fans of Cecily that has been following her throughout her career and wondering what she's doing now. Well, this is what she's doing now. But for the people that are actually watching and not just listening, I'm just going to show you some um, different photos and things like that. I'm going to put something up here so you can get an idea of who she is. Yeah, we have some covers. I don't want to embarrass you. This is the famous Vogue cover for the Black issue that sold out. So I just want to kind of Victoria's Secret. She walked for them. We, you know, she did shoots with Tyra Banks, with Naomi Campbell. We have a book also that we uh, did called Making a Supermodel, a Parent's Guide that's available on Amazon. If you guys are um, interested in going into modeling, uh, you can find it. It's called Making a Supermodel, a Parent's Guide by Janice Celeste. You can find that. And here we go. Another picture here of Cecily. I was being a Victoria's Secret model. <laughs> that's okay. Your hair looks good today. I'll tell you that much. It looks amazing. So another cover fashion star and you did a movie look boss this is from boss you did a movie called making a supermodel with um tyson beckford you know how is it working with tyson supermodel. it's just called supermodel i'm sorry my book is called making a supermodel the movie <laughs> is called supermodel everything's a supermodel but how was it working with tyson um it was a learning experience i cannot lie <laughs> um, tyson, well that's just with the movie Period. But Tyson, you know, I've known Tyson pretty much throughout my whole career. I probably met him when I was about 15, 14 years old. 
So it was nice to have someone familiar and, you know, a veteran to the to the craft and to the arts. So it was fun. You know, Tyson has always kind of been, I wouldn't say like a big brother, but, you know, he was like just a big homie that was always around and always, always had a smile on his face. You know, I, I couldn't, I, if he was ever upset or frustrated because, you know, it was my first time acting, I didn't have no idea what I was doing. And it's probably clear in the actual movie because I am a horrible actress. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did pretty well, but you know, I'm a little biased, you know, so let's see if I can do it this way. It makes it kind of small. I'm trying to make it so we can see it bigger. There we go. Um, but I'm just putting up on the screen for me. I'm not sure if it's still on Netflix or not, but it did air on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys can find it, go for it, check it out. You know, it's pretty interesting. It actually kind of mimics a lot of your lifestyle, except for their mom. The mom's a little off in this movie, and your mom's not off like that. I mean, so. I wasn't much of an activist. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we have much of like too many parallels within like my life to the character. It just okay. so happened that she was also, you know, pursuing a modeling career and got successful from it. And but she was a big, uh, you know, she was a big mouth, and uh-huh. you know, she was she was setting the whole seen on fire and I didn't do that at all because I no, no, no. am also be <laughs> right no what I meant by that was that you know you were you were discovered and then you became a model out there so I thought that was pretty you know kind of like reminded me of you and the cool thing is that the, the person who wrote this story was your original agent which was awesome mm-hmm. so I love that but let's get back to talking about being a mom because you know we're black parenting magazine so we want our parents to hear your story and about what you're doing now you are breastfeeding um your children you did that for both of them which is amazing you know that's I did that for you guys as well when you were um, newborns, and you know, I highly recommend it if you can do it. But tell people who might be listening about why you decided to breastfeed and let them know how it's going. Uh, well, because it's free. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I always said, like when I found out that I was pregnant, you know, the first time that I, it was something that I wanted to try. You know, every all the women in my family have done it, and it just seems like, or it, you know. To me, it seemed like something really special between mom and uh, and your child. So I wanted to try it. And, you know, worst case scenario, if it didn't work, at least I tried. But it did work. And it's just, I don't know, I hate to keep saying the same word over and over, but it's really rewarding. (laughs) Because, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing your baby get like this milk drop, just wasted on milk, just passed out because it can't take one more drop. And it's just like, oh, I did my job. <laughs> you know, it just feels good. And, you know, everyone, you know, or you hear, the moment you become pregnant, people always say, oh, you got to breastfeed, you got to breastfeed, you got to do it. It's the best thing for the baby. It's the best thing for you. So it, it, it was something, It's I feel like it's something that every mom at least attempts to do. And then they realize quickly if it's for them or if it's not. So, you know, they always say breast is best, but I think, you know, nothing beats a fed baby. You know, you don't want them to starve. So if you struggle with it, then that's okay too. But if you have it, like I have it, why not? You know, it's good for them. It's free and it's uh, what my body is supposed to be doing. And this is kind of what I signed up for when I decided to become a mom. So that's what I do. Excellent. Awesome. So, but you recently, like you said, well, you know, 
you, you got it like that, but not everyone does. So you recently donated a whole stash of mm -hmm. breast milk to another family. Two families. Um, two families. Okay. So let us, let us know. Tell us about that a little bit and how it transpires. Well, it was, I mean, I, I know it's, it's a lot of people keep telling me it's a selfless thing that you're doing. You know, it's priceless. You know, you can't, you can't buy it. You really can't buy it. <laughs> you know, you're not, at least you're not supposed to. You can't, you shouldn't sell your breast milk. That's like really selfish. <laughs> but uh, I realized my son was probably around two months old. Well, yeah, more or less. And I uh, realized I didn't have any more room in my freezer because I had so much milk. You know, my, my freezer stash was completely just a lot. <laughs> and I didn't want to, I, oops, I didn't want to uh, throw it away because it's, it's breast milk. <laughs> Why would you? So I tried to contact, or I did, I contacted the local breast bank or milk bank, sorry, <laughs> milk bank. And I wanted to go through that, you know, avenue of donations going through the milk bank. But it was just a little too complicated, and you know, as a new mom, and it, it was just a lot of hoops that you had to jump through, which I totally get because they want to screen you, they want to make sure that you know your doctor and the baby's doctor both agrees that this is okay for you to do, and you know they want to run your background and blood type and make sure you know you're out on your drugs and everything, which is great. They screen you up and down, but I just didn't really want to go through all of that because. I'm tired. <laughs> so, so I was talking to my sister and she told me that, I think she said she donated through this uh, Facebook page called Human Milk for Human Babies. I want to say she did. Anyway, she introduced it to me. And uh, she said, look, all you have to do is post a picture, post a, uh, a status or a caption to your picture and say what you're trying to accomplish. And you're going to get bombarded but just, you know, go for whoever speaks to you. And I got messages like crazy. <laughs> that was the most uh, comments I've ever gotten on a Facebook picture. And it's just moms within the Los Angeles, <clears throat> excuse me, Los Angeles area. And it's, it's, it's awful. You hear these really sad stories. You know, there's moms or in dads on there who, you know, were dealing with like adoption and, you know, because they didn't physically have this baby, they don't have milk, or you know the baby is allergic to all the formula, different types of formula. So they and the mom can't produce milk, so you know they need to get milk. <laughs> or well, the, like for instance, the family that I donated to, one of the families, her baby had jaundice, and she wasn't allowed to feed the baby because they didn't want the was it the kidneys, I guess to keep working for the baby since she was dealing with, is it kidneys or the liver? Liver. That's the uh, uh, liver, yeah. yeah. So I guess they didn't want the liver to work while she was healing from the jaundice. Mm -hmm. And the mom didn't realize that she was supposed to pump and save her milk. So mm -hmm. before she knew it, her supply was gone. And baby got over jaundice and she wanted her to gain weight and she was happened to be allergic to formula, like all the formulas, 
like every type of formula her daughter was allergic to. So she tried to go through the milk bank and the milk bank basically told her, you know, we'll, we'll see, <laughs> you know, like keep trying your best. But she needed to feed her daughter and she reached out to, or she reached out to me off of the Facebook picture. And, you know, she sent me pictures and I was just like, oh my God, her baby is so tiny. And her daughter was about the same age as Hudson, my son. And it was like night and day. So I was like, well, the most I can give you is about 200 ounces because I wanted, I had 400 ounces and I wanted to split it up to at least two people. And she said, you know, whatever you have, that's great. I could be there tomorrow. She came in the middle of like a crazy thunderstorm, which is out of the norm for LA, but she came in the middle of this, uh, not snowstorm, a uh, thunderstorm, and picked up the milk. And we've been in contact ever since. And she sends me pictures. She's actually asking for more milk. And I'm like, hold on, girl. Let me go to the fridge. But um, yeah, so it, it was nice. You know, I, I completely helped a mom and a baby. I think that's wonderful. And I had no idea that these donation centers existed like that. And so recently a friend of mine was at, is an advocate for it in the pageant circuit. And um, she won Mrs. United States based on using that as her platform. That's when I first heard about it. And then when you did it, I was like, this is amazing. I had no idea the desperation of some of these moms to get um, their baby's breast milk uh, for different reasons. Like you mentioned, you know, everything from being allergic to it or a dad who's the mom died in childbirth and they're trying to feed their babies mm -hmm. um, with breast milk, the healthiest milk they can possibly get. And um, it's just a really, really sad story. So, you know, I highly recommend that if you have an abundance of breast milk and you produce to look into these places where you can donate because there are a lot of needy babies out there that are depending on breast milk just to survive. And some of them, um, will get the, the lack of to thrive um, and they won't eat. And the breast milk is the only thing that um, a lot of them will take. So my milk is super fatty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, that's good because you're fattening up a baby. <laughs> well, no, I, I guess it really makes a difference. Like as cliche or as obvious as it may sound, like your diet has a lot to do with the quality of your milk. Um, not in the essence of whatever you eat, it could mess with your baby's stomach besides dairy. Like dairy can get into your milk as well. But like I remember my sister said, oh, don't eat curry because if you eat curry, it's going to mess with your baby's stomach. And that's not true at all. <laughs> but the quality of your diet will change the type of fat. So like when you store your breast milk in a refrigerator, for instance, like after you pumped and you put it in the fridge and the next morning, the milk fat and the milk solids kind of separates so you have you know, shake it up and mix it up. And a normal healthy milk, the fat will be the same color as the milk. But mm -hmm. if your fat, if the fat is a bit yellow tinged, it um, just means you kind of have bad eating habits. So <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Sorry, I guess I did because I remember <laughs> having yellow on top. So I totally did. But you know, you guys know way more, I think, today than we knew back then. You know, mm -hmm. we, had, we had no idea about you. Remember the yellow being on top for sure. So that's interesting. And yeah, yeah I don't so think our milk is always pretty. But I've never seen any sort of yellowish hue like on my milk, and um, I think that makes a difference. He's you know, like my son, he's super juicy, 
And it's because he's getting, you know, obviously he's getting breast milk and on top of it, it's good breast milk because what I put in my body is always good, healthy, organic, most of the time organic uh, foods. So, and this, the lady that I uh, communicating with, she sends me pictures of her daughter all the time and she has plumped up with a little bit of 200 ounces that I've given her. And she's, that's why she wants more. And she's like, I, I need it. And I gave her lots of colostrum as well which is, you know, the first types of uh, milk you start to produce. And it's, you know, golden color because it's super rich with fats and just everything that you're supposed to have as a, as a new baby. <laughs> and um, she's like, yeah, that stuff's great. Yeah, anymore, I'm like, I gave it all to you. <laughs> right. And that, isn't that the, the colostrum is supposed to help build the baby's immune system as well, right? Is that yeah. the first milk? So that's it's super real, milk. Really it's, it's not like regular breast milk. It's super milk. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's fantastic. Now, it does take um, some time because you do a lot of pumping then, right? Yeah. I've, and that's another thing. I feel like people don't really talk about that when you're pregnant or, you know, yeah, just throughout pregnancy because all you hear is, oh, you have to breastfeed, you have to breastfeed, you have to breastfeed. But no one talks about how a breastfeeding schedule works. You know, you just think you pop out the baby, you put them on the boob and you keep on moving. Like, no, not really the case. (laughs) You pop out the baby, you hope the baby latches and you hope you have milk and good milk and all that stuff. And then you're on a 24 hour schedule. There's, There's no breaks because even if your baby's sleeping, you have to get the milk out, which means you have to pump. And for me, I pump, I feel like I pump all the time because I, you, you know, you always hear never wake a sleeping baby. And that's true if your baby's healthy, like my boy, if he's healthy, I would never wake him up <laughs> if he's sleeping. <laughs> but um, I have to pump if he's sleeping or, you know, just to, you know, give, you know, dad some time with, you know, his son so he can bond, he'll, he'll let me sleep. And he'll feed them or the nanny will feed them or you will feed them. You know, it's just, it's a lot. But in between those times, I still have the milk that I need to get out. So I pump all the time. So it's, it's around the clock. It's not a joke. I had to travel with a hand pump, (laughs) which I've just started doing because before I would, we would go out and I wouldn't have a pump and I would be like, we got to go home right now. It's milk o'clock. And he's like, all right, fine, let's go. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's, it's it's a commitment. It's, it's that's what I'm saying. It's not for everybody. Like I have a friend who breastfed her son for two weeks because she was like, I can't do this. Like I I I literally cannot do this. This is too much. Like I can't be a good mom to him because I'm not sleeping. And she was a single mom on top of that. And you know, I at first I was like, oh, what? That's so selfish. And then when I started breastfeeding for the first time, I was just like, oh my god. Has it been two weeks yet? <laughs> and I had to call her. I was like, oh, my God, I, I totally get it because it, I had no idea. I thought she eats, the baby would eat like how I eat. You know, maybe three meals a day. Let's call it a quiz. But, you know, it's 24 hours. Mm-hmm. But even with all the work, if able, you totally recommend it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I know you would say that. But uh, yeah, so it's just interesting to see how breastfeeding has changed over over the years, because like you said, you know, we thought the fat on top, the yellow was good back in the day. So we had no idea, you know, we had no idea. And I did have a pump, but only had the little hand pump. Now they got these hospital pumps that are like 
you know, mega power, <laughs> you know, so I had never seen that before until I saw, you know, you guys with them. And yes, I have four grandchildren. You could say, talked about your sister a little bit. So I have two boys and two girls, but we're going to, we're talking about um, Cecily, who's my youngest um, with her son and her daughter today. Now it takes a lot of time <laughs> to raise children. As we know, what is your biggest um, challenges in terms of time management that maybe you can help somebody out there with? I don't know if I have any advice because I still struggle with it. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I, it's, it, it's tough, uh, especially now with two kids. It's, it's, it's still a bit foreign. It just, you know, I think it's just all hands on deck. <laughs> it's okay. like an operation to get out the door, you know. Especially now with my daughter, she can hold things. I'm like, go get your bag, go get your shoes, go get your socks. And then, like, okay, well, hold this for mommy. And then it kind of works out. And I, I don't know, that, that one's tough because I, I really struggle with it. It's, it's um, always, uh, I don't know, it's always kind of hard. I think well, just don't, don't sweat it. Like, unless you have a flight to catch, be late, who cares? <laughs> That's good, advice. <laughs> That's good advice. Mm -hmm. It takes a village, they say. So all hands on deck is, is a T-shirt ready, you know, ready to be made right now. But absolutely, um, I agree with you. You know, I think there is a T-shirt that says something like, I'm like, the re I'm the reason my parents are late. I've yep. seen that one before. Yeah, that, that one's interesting. Now, I know this has been an issue because I've been there. So with you, mm -hmm. <laughs> sleeping sleeping or lack thereof. Oh my God. Okay. So, you know, I am a bear if I don't get my eight hours sleep. I don't know how new parents do it. If I had to do it now, I don't know if I could, but what about uh, coping mechanisms, uh, excuse me, coping mechanisms that you found to be helpful with regards to lack of sleep and fatigue? How do you manage? How do you, how do you deal with that? Uh, sometimes I cry. <laughs> Um, I, well, I'm, I'm, I think I'm in a different, you know, position than most new moms. Like I have a lot of help, which I am so thankful for. I couldn't imagine being a single mom. I couldn't imagine not having my mom or nannies. I have a night nanny. Like I said, I, there's, there's really no complaining that I could possibly do because I have a really nice setup over here. You know, my, my husband, he does his part. Everyone's like, we just all help one another. But um, for me, I mean, he definitely gets more sleep than I do. <laughs> I always do. <laughs> but it's like for the greater good. Like I, I can handle running on no sleep better than he can. And, you know, that, and that's fine. Like I, 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 I kind of knew that going into this. So it, it's fine. So Alfie, you know, Hudson in the morning, first thing in the morning and, if it's on the weekend because he works throughout the week and he'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll hang out with him while you get some extra sleep now that he's fed or now that he, that you pumped, go back to bed. And, um, that's one way or at night when the nanny's here, um, my husband will give me a foot massage and then I'll fall asleep instantly. <laughs> so I kind of know, like we kind of have a schedule now where I'm like, okay, well, at least now I can sleep or now I can turn off for two to three hours because my boobs won't explode in between that time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Um, I know like before I had you guys, you know, when I thought about the future, I thought about, oh, I'm going to school. I got to get a job, blah, 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 blah. But the future became a whole different weight on my shoulders, I guess, when I had kids because I worried about the future and you guys and making sure you're all right. Like, do you have any concerns or what concerns do you have more so about the future now that you're a parent than um, before you had any children? Um, well, I think my concerns are a little bit different than yours, like with growing, with us growing up. My concerns, and you know, my husband and I, we talk about it all the time, like, especially nowadays you hear about like bullying, like when they start going to school, like how, how are we going to handle that? Like I can't go there and beat up every kid that messes with my kid, I'll be in jail. Like, how are we going to do that? Or things like addiction. You hear about kids who are, you know, in middle school on, like, heroin and things like that. It's just, you know, these horror stories or, you know, creepy teachers or, you know, doctors or, you know, things like that. You know, the R. Kelly's out there. I, you know, that's my sort of worries when it comes to the future and how to protect them but yet give them freedom to become their, themselves and and still having fun and not take away their innocence, that those are my concerns. And I, I still have no idea how I'm going to manage that because, you know, that's so far in the, in the future. But um, that, that's probably it off the top of the head that I can think of. Those are valid concerns. And, you know, I think we've talked about it a little bit in, in passing different conversations, but, you know, no sleepovers. Those are kind of things that I had to put in place as you guys became later, you know, in life as teenagers before you grew out of the house, basically. But no sleepovers um, far as you don't trust anyone, basically, you know, mm-hmm. you don't leave a child with people you don't know. So, like I said, you're blessed with that. You don't have to do that because I'm right there. Um, and you have other help as well. But, you just kind of try to keep tabs on it as much as possible. And a good thing for cameras because, you know, yeah. you can peep in. When you do hire somebody to take care of your child, you can peep in on them. Oh, and I tell them all the time. I'm like, there's a camera yeah. there, 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 and it's connected to my entire family, and mm-hmm. you are being watched right now. So right. Try as we know. We, as we know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. So let me ask you, have you um, made any major changes in – your outlook or approach to life in general as being um, a result of being a parent, like what has changed the most in your life and lifestyle? Um, I guess I'm more healthy now than I've ever been in my life. You know, I want to be around for as long as possible, God willing, you know, so I don't really give any excuse for me to go out before I'm supposed to. So, you know, I eat well, I, I work out, I yoga. I feel like I'm an all around more positive person. Because of my kids? I, I don't know. Does that answer? <laughs> yeah, and I can personally say that I've seen you grow. And I, it's, I'm going to get choked up a little bit, but it's wonderful to see you with your children. And it makes me feel good because I'm like, oh, wow. You know, she's reacting like I, I react, but she, you are a great mom. And I see you with the kids. And it's, and it's, um, it's just beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful to see from my perspective as a grandmother that, you know, you have these gorgeous children, how much they love you, how much you love them and how involved you are. You're so involved with each one of them and they love you to death. And it's, it's kind of coming full circle. It's so beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. If you're not grandparents yet out there, guys, I'm telling you, it's so valuable to sit back and watch 
the relationship with your children and their children. I just want to say that. <laughs> now, do, do you plan on having more children? Um, not right now. <laughs> um, if it happens, it happens. But, you know, we're not actively trying to uh, build a basketball team or anything like that. <laughs> well, I, I'm enjoying those two right now because they're absolutely wonderful. Um, let's go back to breastfeeding a little bit or any advice you might have because we're, we're finishing up about right now, but tell um, the audience what advice you might give to like new moms or moms who are considering breastfeeding even. Um, well, all right, this is a big answer. So mm -hmm. bear with me. Um, advice number one is get a good heating pad, especially if you're just like a, just starting out with nursing and you're dealing with engorgement, um, it's painful. It, it like Go into it knowing that it's going to be painful most of the time. <laughs> and a good heat heating pad or, yeah, a good heating pad will really um, help manage that and it will also stimulate your milk to produce and it'll get rid of, you know, milk, uh, what do you call it, clogged ducts and, you know, mass, what's the, how do you call it, mastesis? The infection you get if you have a clogged duct and it goes on and then, I don't know, I guess your milk goes bad. I don't know. Maybe you're not supposed to feed <laughs> from that. Painful. Painful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> be really painful, but heat really, really helps. Um, if your milk supply is slow, don't freak out. It's not unusual to have an off day or an off week. You know, a lot of moms panic, like, oh, my God, I was doing so much, like, pumping, and I got five ounces, and now today I'm only getting two and a half. And it's like, okay, well, that's fine. Like, stress is the worst thing your body can go through, like, anytime, especially when you're nursing or, or pumping. So just relax. Just keep going, doing your normal pump or feed schedule. It will pick up. Most likely it will pick up. And if not, there are some things you can do, like, Eat oatmeal. Oatmeal increases your milk supply. Um, your water intake is extremely important. You have to constantly, constantly drink water because you're just putting it all, you're giving your baby everything. <laughs> so you have to at least stay hydrated. Um, so yeah, oatmeal, drink lots of water. You can do uh, lactation cookies. I recommend making your own. I, I'm a chef, so like it's easier said than done. I can work my way around the kitchen and baking. But I mean, it's there's so many recipes out there that include oatmeal <laughs> or um, fenugreek or uh, what do you call it? Mother's milk tea. You can get the tea and empty it into your cookie batter and then boom, lactation cookies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? And power pumping, it, it's annoying. Nobody likes it, but it actually works. Power pumping is is a bit of a mouthful, but what you do is you pump for 30 minutes. I believe it's 30 minutes. And then you break for 10 minutes, and then you pump again for another 30 minutes, and then you break again for 10 minutes. And you do that pretty much all day. And it, what happens is it tricks your body into thinking that your baby is cluster feeding because, you know, breastfeeding is a supply and demand sort of operation. So if you're getting it out, your body's going to keep making more. So you want to keep getting it out as much as possible. So your body's 
a big, you know, worry, like, oh God, we gotta keep gotta keep feeding this baby. Or <laughs> how many more babies does she just have? Anyways, so power pumping is something you can do. And I can speak from experience. I think McKinsey was probably around six or seven months when I thought my supply was drying up, but it was an off, it was just an off week. And I think my period also was starting around that time. And that whole switch of hormones can throw your milk supply off. So you, you just kind of got to wait it out and then you go right back to normal. That's pretty much it. And I know it's hot yoga as well. <laughs> you are into that. Every time I do hot yoga, I come out, I'm about three cup size bigger because I've just produced so much more milk because of the heat and the constant heat and then the moving, it kind of stimulates the letdown. So I know if right now I don't really have to worry about anything, but the moment that I feel that my supply is getting a little suspect, I'm going to be doing hot yoga every day. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that was, that was a definitely good tips, especially about the hot yoga. I didn't even know that was a, a thing with breastfeeding that that can happen. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. All right. We're at the end of the show. Tell people where they can find you on social media and follow you. Um, well, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. My handle is the real Cecily. And yeah, follow me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like there you go. Yeah, like her stuff. You can see how she posts things about her and the children. Um, I want to thank you for coming on Back Talk, the talk show for parents. Guys, don't forget to share this broadcast with your friends. The replay will be here. Um, here is always, this is the uh, the little... Uh, short link to Backtalk so you can see the episodes. Um, you can also find us on Instagram. We're at Black Parenting Magazine on Instagram. Um, our website is, we have a successful blackparenting.com. We just got a brand new website. I totally invite you guys to t- check it out. It is cute, really gorgeous. I just love it. So um, <laughs> check it out with your friends. Um, on Twitter, we can find us at Black Parenting One for the first Black Parenting magazine ever out there. But please make sure you share this broadcast with your friends. Let them know we're talking. I mean, we got really into it with the breastfeeding. This is a really good show and really good uh, tips for anyone who is breastfeeding or thinking about it. And there's a statistic out there that says Black women um, don't breastfeed as much as white women for whatever reason, when we used to do it all the time. So the statistics are starting to come up now, but they are really lagging behind. So, you know, if you can do it, you know, we recommend that you do it because it's better, of course, for the, ch- for the child. Now, I just want to say, as we wrap up the show, I want to say again, thank you all for watching and the replay will be available and I will see you soon with the next broadcast. Thank you again, Sess, and uh, we'll talk soon. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine. We'll see you soon.